Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton. This is Wednesday, May the 11th, 2022, Episode 3 of Freedom from Fear. The title for today is, Did Jesus Ever Turn Anyone Away? What we know today is a world of fears, and these fears shape our lives, but should they? Should we give them the attention we do? Do we need to? Many of these fears stem from America and the belief that it's exceptional. If this is true, then many of these fears deserve our attention. If it is false and America is not exceptional, then we can dismiss them all as fake news. This is where we're going with this. The New Testament makes a clear distinction between the people of Israel and the rest of humanity. This is offensive to many Western Christians who believe that the Church is Western and that it began with St. Peter and Rome or the Orthodox Church or the Protestant Church. Many have spent 2,000 years purging the Bible of Jewish content, origins and doctrine and have created incoherent monstrosities, for example, the Mass. This desire to cleanse the Church of Jews led to the Holocaust. It began with people who didn't like the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible or Jewish bits of the New Testament and those who tend to blame the Jewish race in history for the death of the Messiah are common. Part of this confusion is a word that I've never really understood, the word Gentile. It's not a Greek word and it is not found in the New Testament, but it is a word that defines and encapsulates much about our understanding of who we are in relation to God and to God's people, the Jews. The second part of this confusion has to do with the state of Israel and the American response to Israel, that is, the Christian views about the state of Israel and the future, or rather, the end of the world. The word translated Gentiles occurs 163 times in the New Testament. It is not found in Greek. I don't know why then we use the word. The Greek word is not surprising. As soon as you hear it spoken in Greek, you know what it means and it all becomes clear. That word is ethnos. You guessed it. That's where we get our word ethnicity or ethnic. We are all members of an ethnic group. The word ethnos is, in Greek is sometimes translated as the nations, or simply the nation. These nations are distinct ethnically from the other category mentioned in the New Testament, the Jews. Being Jewish was not simply a religious affiliation or cultural one, but an ethnic and national affiliation, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. Let us leave aside the confusion of the word Gentile for the moment. Why does the New Testament make the distinction between the nations and Israel? Why is Israel singled out for attention? This is a good question, and many have asked it. There is an encounter between Jesus and a woman from the nations recorded in the Gospels of Matthew, chapter 15, and Mark, chapter 7. It's essentially the same story, but it's not a pleasant one and has offended many Westerners over the years. They believe that they are the reason Christ came into the world. He came for America, and he came for English-speaking people. I'll be looking at Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. 
My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. There are a few things to notice about this passage. It presents an image of Jesus that is uncomfortable. It suggests that he might be racist. He has no interest in the woman or her complaint. This was a time when Jesus did actually turn someone away. He is in Tyre and Sidon, which was outside of Palestine or Israel during his lifetime in the north above Galilee. He went there presumably for a respite after his conflict with the Pharisees mentioned earlier in the chapter, which we did not read. As soon as he arrives, he's confronted with the same problems he encountered in Israel. People in oppression and darkness and despair seeking his help. Jesus, however, is very rude to the woman from our perspective. He turns her away. But this is Jesus. He tells her further that he came for the lost sheep of Israel, not for her. In other words, I didn't come for you. I didn't come for the people of Tyre or Sidon. I came for the Jews. It's a remarkable statement. It is astounding. Jesus continues to astound us. Why don't you open your Bible and find out? But this makes no difference to the woman. She believes Jesus can heal her daughter and so she falls at his feet. Jesus repeats himself and then he says that non-Jewish people are like dogs, not the children. The children are of Israel and the position of the non-Jews are below them. They're like dogs, eating the crumbs. Her response gains the respect of Jesus as a woman of great faith for she replies that even the dogs eat the crumbs under the table. Part of her affirmation of her faith in Jesus was that even if Jesus came for the Jews primarily, their benefit might also flow, flow over to her as well, since he is the saviour of the world. There's another passage in the Gospel of Luke, where most translations obscure the term Gentile and overlook the Greek word, which is nations. If you turn to Luke 2, 25 to 32, Luke writes, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The problem here is that a light for the revelation to the Gentiles is not in the, the original. The previous verse which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, should read people. 
in the sight of all people. And this provides, therefore, the preface for the next two types of nations, or how nations are classified. The nation of Israel, which was always a nation, your people Israel, and instead of the Gentiles, the nations. Glory comes to Israel as the people to whom the Messiah would come, and revelation comes to the nations that were without the promises, the patriarchs or the prophets. This makes a lot more sense when you see the translation reading not Gentile, but the nations, and it makes more sense because Israel also was a nation and remains one today. Finally, the turning point of the ministry of Jesus is hugely significant in relation to the way the Bible talks about the nations and the nation of Israel. The sign that Jesus sought, as he is often saying in the Gospels, my time has not yet come, my time has not yet come. When did his time come? Well, the turning point of the ministry of Jesus was, in fact, the people of the nations seeking him out. This was when Jesus said that his time had come. He writes in John chapter 12, Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So John writes in his gospel that it was the arrival of the Greeks that was the turning point for Jesus, where he realized the hour had come for the Son of Man to be glorified, that is, for him to die on the cross. It is remarkable to read, as we naturally assume as Westerners, that Jesus is already there for us, that he is already the Savior of the world. Yet we forget that he came for Israel and that we are those of the nations, the nations of the revelation of God, not the people of the promises of God, and that through Christ other nations come into the kingdom of God, which was promised centuries before to Abraham. It is when the Greeks turn up that we come into the picture of God's eternal purpose, that he was not only fulfilling his promise to Israel, but more wonderfully he was reconciling the whole world to himself. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We have a new podcast episode every day. Freedom Matters Today explores freedom from a Christian perspective. Be sure to check out our daily blog at freedommatterstoday.com and subscribe. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.